Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pretty determined play. Here's Middlestat. Scores! Casey Middlestat with that shot blasted by Dostal in Buffalo. Regains the lead in Anaheim. It's 4-3. Dan Dunleavy on the call. The first moments of the game. The moments in life go forth to first. Time to get off to Mr. Paul Hamilton. On last night's Sabres report, Paul's reports on WGR brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we've got this. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you guys? Paul, everything lined up perfectly last night because the old uh, the phrase we've been using, outscore your mistakes. The Sabres <laughs> even had one of those things that they've had lately where they give up a bunch of goals in a short period of time and they just scored enough goals to overcome it anyway. Well, that's what I think... <laughs> that really Don Grinnell will like about this win is they had some adversity and they overcame the adversity and, you know, one going away, you know, you have a two nothing lead. Everything's going well. You outshot the ducks 19 to three, you hit three pipes, two posts and a crossbar, and you're still sitting there only up two nothing. And all of a sudden three goals go in. Now you're down three to two. But they didn't panic. Like, that's the thing that I told you it crept into their game that we hadn't seen in over a year. Well, it didn't take long. When uh, Fowler scored that goal to put the Ducks in the lead, it only took 35 seconds for Krebs to tie it. And, you know, that to me was the biggest goal of the game right there when Krebs tied it. And then Casey Middlestat before the period ended. And it was... The, the Saber that was another thing the Sabres were doing. They were getting outnumbered situations and passing every time. I mean, somebody's got to convince Jack Quinn that he's got a great shot. I mean, he's got one of the best shots on the team, and he wants to pass every time he walks in. And he did it twice. And it, that was the thing. Well, Casey Middlestat understood that. So when he got a chance, he starts looking across the ice like he's going to pass. Well, Dostal bit on it. Because it's like, well, every single time they've come down outnumbered, they've passed the puck. They haven't shot it. So Casey Middlestat gave the impression he was going to pass the puck. He even gave a little little bit of a fake for a pass and then just shot the puck towards the net and and, and, and made a nice shot to score. Dostel was leaning. Dostel thought that he was passing the puck for sure, and uh, that gave Buffalo the lead before they left uh, for the second intermission. But re- really smart play by Casey Middlestad. On Quinn, Paul, he does get on the score sheet last night with a pair of assists. I'm just looking at his game log. It is just the third game in which he has registered a point in two months. Like, he has been very, very quiet for this group. He has, and quite honestly, I thought he... If he wasn't their best player, he was very close. If I were picking the stars, he would have been my first star of the game, despite passing the puck. But the the thing is, he was on the two-on-one, helped produce the two-on-one. He just 
pass when he should have shot a couple of times. But he did wind up getting a couple of assists. He, you know, he, that Krebs goal I told you about, Quinn made a great play on. And the Gergensen goal, Quinn made a great play on also. So he got a couple of assists. I thought he was good at both ends of the rink. I thought he competed uh, for pucks. And probably I would have made him the first star of the game quite He didn't get a star, but I, I just thought he might have been Buffalo's best player. How, how about his overall game coming along? I'm just I'm, His game log is kind of fascinating, Paul. It took him uh, to his fifth game this year to score a point. And then... He did not have more than one game without a point until the stretch I just mentioned, December 15th. Then it gets to like these eight and nine game droughts after a good solid two months of never going more than one game without finding himself on the score sheet. Yeah, he and Paterka both got red. Remember remember when the, the talk was, well, the Sabres have two really good lines now, you know, because Cousins was centering that line and they were contributing and... Everybody's like, well, this is, and they were right. This is great because it takes pressure off the Thompson line. You don't have to always to be depending on the Thompson line to be scoring all the time. So, you know, and that that was one of the big reasons everybody felt, and rightfully so, that that's why the Sabres are leading the league in goals because now they got two uh, bona fide lines that can put the puck in the net for them. And then all you need is a contribution here and there from the other two lines, which they were also getting. Uh, so... It, but it doesn't surprise me. I, I'm not down on Jack Quinn or, or J.J. Paterka. I still think they're both going to be very good players. And, uh, you know, they just have to find their way. And right now they're they're still trying to find their way. And they're, they're going to have inconsistent games. But uh, And I thought Paterka coming back after being benched for a game, I thought he him coming back was – I thought he had a pretty nice game too. Not not as good as Quinn, but I I, I kind of like Paterka's game last night. Paul twenty three to three, I think shots were when the Sabers were up two nothing in the second, and then it's goal 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 in five minutes, and that's three games in a row now. Where second period too, coincidentally, it's all come where it's just they give up a bunch in just a few minutes of play. Is there something that you're seeing that is causing that? Are we still even able to say it's? A coincidence after three games in a row? Like, what is happening that they're they're getting scrambled and they're allowing multiple goals in a short amount of time? Well, in the other two games, it was just the puck was going in and the, the uh-oh came in. And then they started chasing the puck all over the ice instead of playing their positions. Uh, that really wasn't uh, what we saw in, in this particular case. Now, in those three games, they've given up two four-goal periods and two three-goal periods. I mean, that should happen once every every little while. All right, one, one, of one or the other, but not both twice. And this was a three-goal period they gave up. Well, look, look at how those goals were scored. Defensemen, this has been a bugaboo for them all year. Their, their forwards are completely oblivious about defensemen coming in from the point. I don't know why, you know, as a forward, your head is, you, t- you get taught this in peewee. As a forward, your head has to be on a swivel. You have to understand that that point man is going to be your guy should he come and join in. And they're, they're just completely oblivious. And Fowler, you know, his shot, one, the first shot was a screenshot from the point, but one of Fowler's goal and Shattenkirk's goal are simply they snuck in and nobody, nobody picked him up. 
and they, they became an outnumbered because of them sneaking in. And uh, that's what the problem was on those goals. It just, well, you know, as I said, one's a screen. There's really not much you're going to do on that, except maybe give your goaltender a chance to be able to see the puck and get somebody out of there that's screening them. But the other two were, were once again just the guys just not paying attention to what they should be paying attention to, and the defenseman winds up free and it's in the net. Paul, the Ducks are one of the worst teams in the league and probably would be happy to sell off any pieces. Did you do any scouting? Is there anybody over there the Sabres should be thinking about trying to grab as a rental or anybody that Anaheim might dump off? Well, you know, I've never been a Shattenkirk fan, so let's not get too excited about that. Klingberg, it's where he's been playing, I mean, I think. I don't think he's gotten that bad. But I, I just don't think – I think he's playing on a really bad team, and he's looking bad. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had some good years in Dallas. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't I didn't, they haven't liked what I've seen at all playing, playing for the Ducks. Fowler, you know, I don't know if he's a piece that they're looking to get rid of. Uh, you know, he's, he's always impressed me as, as a pretty good offensive defenseman who can get into rush and, and – help you points wise and that type of thing i mean of course i love zegris but they're not trading him yeah. <laughs> i mean you know so you know zegris is really what they're building around right now and mctavish and zegris those are the those are the young pieces that you know they're going to be moving forward with paul what about the the uh the changed up lines a little bit this was game two really of of Granado shaking it up, um, the Krebs Middlestat Quinn line scored a couple goals at five on five. So I, I guess the new combo with Thompson Skinner and Tuck being the same. What are you What are you seeing? Yeah, um, that that was the most important one. I think that the Thompson line was still together, and they they moved some of the other pieces. I mean, Casey Middlestat has quietly picked up sixteen points in his last twenty one games. And scored a couple of goals because you shot the puck. I mean, we've been sitting there since Casey Middlestat was drafted saying, it seems like you have a pretty good shot if you would use it, you know, type of a thing. And, and let his last couple of goals were simply that he shot the puck and, and showed us what a good shot he had. So um, I, I kind of liked what we saw. And I, I liked the fact that Krebs, and I've said all along, I, I did like that Krebs was with, Gergensen's in Oposo for a while. I think he learned a lot. I think he learned a lot for his overall game and could still chip in a little bit. And uh, But he became a different player. And I, I said, this isn't going to be forever. He's not going to always be their center. I think it was just to get him going in the NHL, and then they moved him. And, you know, I, I liked the line that he centered, and he, he produced a couple of points. Uh, playing on that line, I think Jost is just fine playing with Gergensen's and and with Oposo, you know, as as a change up line type of a thing. So, you know, I thought it worked a little bit better, but wasn't wholesale changes either. It was changes to a you know a couple of the lines, and, and they seemed to work pretty well. Do you think Jost is a uh, middle to long term answer on a bottom six? Yeah, the only thing I. I, I it's just another small guy, but yeah. I've liked his play, you know. But you got him on waivers, so I think it's a good, a very good pickup. Yeah, um, I don't think he's helped the penalty kill. He did when he first got here, 
but the the results on the penalty kill now you know really have not been there because I thought for sure once he came in and Samuelson and I think Samuelson that's just about when he was back in in action again and you got Yoki Haru back in Labushkin okay their penalty kill will be okay and for a while it was but uh it really hasn't been great all that well so I don't think he's really helped the penalty kill all that much but uh I, I overall I have liked his play and then quickly, Paul, on the goaltending. The last two wins are with Eric Comrie in goal. Is he slowly – I know he didn't have a lot of shots in either of those two games, but can you see him slowly working his way back into the rotation more and more? He won. Um, the Winnipeg game, I liked him a lot. I thought he played really well. This game, he was okay. I, a couple of times I said to myself, I could have used a save there. It wasn't like, oh, I want that goal back. But it was all. But I, I said to myself, I, I really could use to save there, you know, to keep my my guys going type of a thing. If if I'm a a, a coach, if I'm a, the Sabers coach and that type of thing. But he once the goal start, once that second Fowler goal went in, he slammed the door after that for the last 26 minutes of the game and actually did make some good saves. You got the save that you needed. Um, I, I'm trying to think. It might have been after the tuck goal. Uh, in the third period, they came right off the faceoff and down two on one, and he made two really good saves there. So he only made 19 saves in both of his last two games. Uh, the Winnipeg game, I thought he played really well. I didn't think he was awful in this game, but it's only the third time all year that he's won won two games in a row. So uh, the other two goalies have struggled just their last couple of times out, but I. I still would, I think, have Lukanen in goal for the Sharks game, if I were the, if I were the coach of this. Actually, I would have Lukanen in goal for this game, only because I did, wouldn't have want him to sat sit on that last seven goal game as long as he's had to sit on it. I would have liked to get get gotten him in the crease and say, all right, if I want Comrade in the game, I'll put him in against the Sharks. I want to get Lukanen in right away and get him back in the, in the net. So I would have done it differently, just for the mental makeup of Lukanen. Next up, San Jose. Thanks, Paul. Take care, guys. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Again, his reports brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. They'll play the Sharks next and then come back from this road trip. Also, Devin Levi, Sabres prospect, Northeastern goaltender, just won the bean pot. Uh, semifinalist for the Mike Richter Award that goes to the best college goaltender. He won All it right. last year. He's a semifinalist again. When we get back, there's an event going on this weekend. A professional sports league is taking a bit of a gamble. You might want to tune in to see how it pays off. I'll tell you what that is next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.